Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey mom, welcome to episode 38 of season three of The Home. Yes. Anybody tired of their home yet? You love your home still? You know, we have been in our homes. We've been in the home. But I think it's been fun going on these different places and like Jenny, you know, last week with the closet. You know, I love that because I think some of our moms, we started talking about home and like doing a deep dive in our home. They were worried we were going to make it, them clean everything out. Girl, no. We ain't cleaning ours out. No way. <laughs> so with the closet, it was like, you know, uh-oh, are we talking about, you, y'all are going to make me get rid of a bunch of clothes? But listen, I need to, though. I need to clean my closet out. Like, I, I do, too. This week has been kind of cold for us, yeah. so I've, like, worn my sweaters again. Yeah. But I ain't going to be wearing these for much longer. I need to be switching out some, like, like sweaters for tank tops. and Do you switch your winter and summer closet? I do. So I just have, like, a third rack in my closet up at the top. Okay. And so I just put the clothes I don't wear at the top, and then I bring the ones down to eye level that I do wear. So interesting. So, but I need to try on my shorts, too, and make oh, sure girl. they fit. You know what? I was just thinking about shorts, because I was <laughs> like... This, it might be time. It might be time to see what actually fits from last year. And you know, when I don't feel like cleaning out my closet, I will just say to myself, Kate, just go find 20 things you just, you have not worn in two years. And I'm telling you, I can do that in a heartbeat. I can 20 things that you haven't worn in two years. Yeah. We got to clean your closet out more often then. Well, you know, but I, I mean, my closet isn't that packed, but I just, sometimes when I don't feel like cleaning it out, that's like a good number for me of like, yes. If you really haven't worn this, just go pick 20 things and put them in the donation thing, you know? Yes. So. I just, I love donating stuff. I just, I'm the type that wants to see somebody else wear what I've donated. <laughs> I want to know that it's being loved. Yeah. Do you love what I donated? Yeah. Because I loved it. Wow. So interesting, Rebecca. I've never thought that. <laughs> I'm sentimental with my donations. I do like when I donate clothes to friends, like our kids' clothes to friends, and then I see the oh, kid I love in that. it. Yes. That's super fun. You're like, oh, that was my favorite outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do sure. like that. For sure. Okay, so today we are making our way to a room of the house that we have not done yet. Okay. Do you know what it is? Well, of course I do because we planned this together. <laughs> but um, I, I'm surprised it has taken us this long to get to this. Right? Because I think we would have started with this one. It's like the hub. The it's hub. Like, you know, the place, the main place in the home. So I'm glad we finally made it here. Moms, do you know what we're talking about? Is it in your head yet? Do you know? I bet they know. I bet they know. It's the kitchen! Is the kitchen. Let's go to the kitchen. Where the business gets done. All the things in the house yes. happen in the kitchen. Okay, yeah. so I did some research. I went to the Googles. And the kitchen is actually one of the most popular rooms to remodel in your home. I'm not surprised by that. So the the numbers I found were for 2019. So I was actually curious if in 2020 people actually remodeled their home office. Like right. if that was number one because everybody had to go home to work. Or their backyard. I feel like or their backyard. Of, yes. Yeah, so porch. maybe in 2021, it's back to the kitchen. Yeah. Because we've all been eating in our house a whole lot. Yes. So it's time to fix it up. So I read that you should spend 5 to 15% of your home's total value on a kitchen remodel. 
Wow. So if your house is $100,000, uh-huh. 10% if we went in the middle would uh-huh. be $10,000. Okay. If your house is $300,000, $30,000 kitchen remodel. You know what? Well, see, I'm not surprised by that only because of the glorious HGTV. Yes. You know, and you see how expensive it is. Like, it is not cheap to do no. that. Kitchens are expensive. So um, just today I was on social media and one of my former students has just moved back to Rockwall and she posted her home remodel Uh and they remodeled their kitchen and one of my fave kitchen remodels, okay? I love when you paint the island a different color. Yes. So like her cabinets are white, but her island is this tealy blue. Cool. And it's so pretty because it sets it apart. Yeah. I love that. It is nice, the mixed match stuff. So I, and it's so funny because it's not something, you know, I'm very like matchy matchy. Oh girl, you like you some whites and creams and neutrals. Yes, but I do love it when like, yeah, they do have a pop-off color, that dark green or that like navy blue. Yeah. Yes, I just loved it. I am not doing a kitchen remodel, people. No. No. I got three kids. They mess it up every day. There's no reason for me to make that thing look pretty. Okay? No, there's no point. Yeah, no point. Okay, so this leads me to the question, Kate, what do you think is the hardest working appliance in your home? Ooh, the hardest working appliance in my home. In my kitchen? Well, I mean, since we're talking about the kitchen. Well, I just want to make sure. Probably, but, you know, I was giving you some room to breathe. Probably the dishwasher. (gasps) Yes. Really? You got it right. Yes. (laughs) I believe, this is not from the Googles, this is from the Rebecca Bradford life, that my dishwasher is my hardest working appliance. Yeah. I run that thing every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Um, Just last night, I normally run the dishwasher at night while we sleep. Uh Uh-huh. And I went out in the kitchen right before I went to bed, and Greg had already turned it on. I was like, babe, I run this while we sleep. Yeah. And he's like, Rebecca, the past few nights, it has woken me up in the night when it comes on, and it scares me. It makes me think there's somebody in our house, and then I can't go back to sleep. Can you program it to start at a certain time? So I can program mine okay, to cool. start in the middle of the night. I don't think mine does that. It just says like a timer, like you extended an hour, two That's hours, cool. three hours. Okay. So he said, we can't do that anymore because it wakes me up and I can't go back to sleep. Wow. Hence the reason why my dishwasher is so loud. When that okay. thing comes on, yeah. it's like the house rumbles. Yeah. <laughs> is your is your dishwasher that loud? I mean, it's decently loud. My parents got this dishwasher that like you literally cannot hear a thing. Oh. And they were, they, that's what they were looking for. I mean, you can hear a little bit of water swishing around, but it's not like our, I almost want to do like the Jenny sound effects right now. You know? Ooh, yes. If she were here, <laughs> she could totally do the dishwasher sound effects. Yeah. Well, so then I did some deep dive on dishwashers okay. because literally I have the dishwasher my house came with yeah. and I have never looked back. I'm not going to Lowe's no. looking at dishwashers. No, I don't really get super into appliances. No. I know some people are, but you've been in your house like 15 years? 15 years. Girl, that thing's going to last. Don't even say a negative word about the Bradford dishwasher. I need it to last 25. Okay. But I did a deep dive on dishwashers yesterday. And so there's actually ratings for like the best dishwasher, the quietest dishwasher. There are even fancy new features on the dishwasher. So again, social media, y'all, y'all must think I'm on there all the time. I'm really not. But when I get on there, I feel like the Holy Spirit is like, you're about to talk about this. So I'm just going to show you this person that just did it. Fantastic. So shout out to my friend, Randa Johnson. Uh She just got a new dishwasher. She did. And so she posted about it and I texted her last night. I was like, Randa, I'm talking about dishwashers tomorrow. (laughs) And I researched them today. Tell me what you love about your dishwasher. And Uh I'm not lying. Listeners, I'm not lying. She said the exact things I had researched. Okay, so they bought a Bosch, which Uh is apparently the highest rated dishwasher out there right now. Okay. Also because it's the quietest. Yeah. Her dishwasher has a third tray. 
Have you heard about the third tray? What? How do you do that? So the third tray is at the very top of the dishwasher. It's called a cutlery drawer. Okay, yeah. So my parents do have that. Yes. yes so you the, lay your silverware yeah, flat, yeah. and it supposedly gets it cleaner. Uh-huh. She has a third drawer. Yes, that's the only time I've seen she it. She talked about how much she loved it. Yeah. What in the world? I know. Yeah, but it's really skinny, and it's at the top. And, yeah, and you don't have to use it. You could use the cutlery tray thing, the... um whatever that little sorter is. So I have a sorter and I use that, but I just didn't know there was this new fancy feature. Hey, this might be already somewhere you're going, but I have a question for you. Do you like to put your knives down? Like do, do your utensils go down or up? Down. Same down. Not the fork because the fork doesn't fit down in the little slot. What do you mean? So my dishwasher basket has individual holes for each piece of cutlery. Oh, that's kind of pushy. I know. No, mine is all just like big open containers. Oh, okay. So we throw them all face down. No, I only put the knives face down. Okay. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, because you have a little divider. Okay, the last thing she said, which is random (laughs) I'm laughing thinking about our people listening to this. Like, this might be so boring to, like, Big group of people, but two moms. Oh my gosh, they're loving it. <laughs> I know you are moms. I know you are loving our dishwasher talk. You're all going to go home today and research dishwashers, I promise. You're going to be like, ooh, I want a new dishwasher. No, it's Too bad Mother's Day has passed and I can't ask for that. Okay, this new thing on the dishwasher, the door automatically pops open at the end of the cycle what? so that the steam can escape and the dishes can dry easier. Excuse me? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This is the new feature. And Randa said that her dishwasher does this. The door pops open at the end of the cycle, and the water evaporates out. What? What in the world? I did not even know that that was a possibility. It's a thing. It's a thing. Well, that's really cool. It might freak me out, though, if I was in the kitchen, that thing just like... Okay, so that's what I'm thinking. If Greg's getting freaked out by it coming on, yeah. he's definitely getting freaked out by the door popping open. Yeah, he's grabbing a knife. If he's in the kitchen, that dishwasher <laughs> pops open on its own. Okay, so here's the thing. They say that marriage is all about compromise. Each one of you comes into the relationship with different habits yeah. and ways of doing things. It's uh-huh. all about give and take. Okay, I am not giving on this one part of my life. Okay. You will load the dishwasher the way that I want it loaded. 100%. Are you the same? Yes. Okay, so if my husband or child gets the job of loading the dishwasher, I literally come back behind them and reload it. Okay, so listen, I do that too. But also, we I have been just like teaching them. I make them come back and I show them, you guys... We cannot have these weird piles of dishes. Mm-hmm. They've got to mm-hmm. be just like this so that the water can get to them and stuff. So we've been doing a lot of retraining actually recently in the Henderson house. So I have a place where the taller glasses go. Yeah. Where the shorter glasses go. Yeah. I have a favorite space for my plate. Yes. And then my large dishes. Uh-huh. I know like which side of the utensil caddy, the um, cooking utensils like spatulas yeah. and spoons. And then the other side are cookie scoops and whisks. I mean, wow, I, Rebecca, I don't I am, know why, but I'm I do. Shocked by this because this is very different than your personality. Because nowhere else in my life am I this organized or detailed. No, because I would venture to say <laughs> you are more OCD about that than I am. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I will literally reload the dishwasher if I come in there and it is done incorrectly. We need to, remember when we talked about teaching uh, little kids how to clean their room and we said, you put pictures and stuff on the boxes. You need to, you need to load your dishwasher properly and take pictures. I'm going to do it. And post them in the kitchen and tell those people, this is how we do this. This is our summer task list, people. I love it. We are going to learn to load the dishwasher. Get them in line. Okay. So what I always say in my house with the dishwasher, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. Don't mess with me, people. 
this is how you do this thing in my house, well, my listen, way or the highway. And they can get on board with that because you don't do that in a lot of things. So no. they need to know mama's not playing. Uh-uh. Y'all just come on and do it like she uh-huh. said. Uh-huh. And so my way or the highway is kind of an old term. I remember it being used in my house. Did your parents ever use that with you? I don't remember them saying it to me. I mean, I'm familiar with the term, but yes. I don't remember. My mom would say, I brought you into this world and mm. I can take you out. I still <laughs> say that. I totally say that. Yes, I do. So my way or the highway is an ultimatum. I mean, you either do it this way or you get to pack it. Yeah. You're going to walk somewhere because yep. I'm not driving you. Get right or get left. It's an idiom. Okay. I did yeah. a little, little grammar. Look at you and the Googling yes. for this episode. Do you know what an idiom is? You know, a phrase, a yes. saying. Yes, like figurative language. Uh-huh. Um, another idiom would be raining cats and dogs. Okay. Or that was a piece of cake. Okay. Okay, so my way or the highway. Yeah. We're not being literal here, people. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm in charge. So I want to know, are there any things in your house that your kids know about you? Hey, it's mom's way or the highway? You know, the the list is long and varied, actually. <laughs> You have too many to share. There are so many things. Okay, well, I feel good about my dishwasher then if you've got like 14. Well, you should. So the kids know um, that when they hang up their clothing in the closet, that it's pants, shorts, sleeveless, short sleeve, long sleeve. Are you joking? No, it all. there's an order. They all need to go exactly like that. I'm not worried about colors. I could level up on y'all and yeah, make you, you store them by colors, but I don't. It's just type of clothings are grouped together. Uh, uh, you call me OCD? (laughs) About to turn the tables. Give me another one. This is good. Give me another one. Okay. um, I am particular about how towels are folded and how they are stacked in the cabinets. So I expect a hamburger fold, a hamburger, a hot dog fold, and then a tri-fold. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what those folds are. Listen, I'm going to have to show y'all Can we on, do the, a, on insta- the social. Okay. Yeah. We're going to need a social story on this. And then when they go in the cabinet, the pretty side with the kind of circular, looks like a roll or Swiss roll or something, you know, is coming out. So where the open ended are toward the back of the cabinet. So they all stack up nice and neat when you open that cabinet. Listen, I'm going to go home today and tell my children how blessed they are to have me as their mom. Because <laughs> I don't make them hamburger fold their towel. Listen, uh-uh. Yep. Okay, give me one more. Come on, this is good. Because some I, mama out there is feeling really good right now. Come on. Well, good. Okay, I'm a little particular. Just about in the dishwasher, it's important for me that the, pla- the plates face inward. Okay. I don't understand plates facing outward. They, tell me what that means, though. Like, what is outward on the dishwasher? Like, a way away from each other okay I want them all facing toward where the water is coming okay yes so that's all coming towards the center of the dishwasher where the water spout is yes you guys this is simple logic we don't need to be doing willy-nilly with these plates mm, and you then some idiot <laughs> Ooh, good job and then when you go to pull the plates out it creates a nice stack because you've got them all the same way yeah I am particular about how things go in the cabinets in the kitchen with the glasses. So, you know, they're all they're all in very certain stacks with three rows back, you know. Yeah. Y'all, I like my mouth is open right now. <laughs> I promise you, I did not know any of this coming into this episode. Listen, she got it going on in the Henderson Surely house. Surely you are not surprised by this. Not really. We also, in the utensil drawer... The forks and spoons, half of the stack goes one way, half of the stack goes the other way on the forks. And on the spoons, half the stack goes one way and half the stack goes the other way. Because if you try and pile them too high, they fall over in the drawer. They do. So I don't play with that. 
So you do half one way and then half the other way. I'm going to take a picture of my utensil drawer when I get home <laughs> and I'm going to text it to you and it's going to give you hives. Yeah. No, no, thank you. That'll give it's me nightmares. Give you hives. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. Okay. So I was thinking about this because as moms, we do have certain things in our house that we just like done a certain way. Yes. And I think sometimes we forget that um, when a child takes the responsibility to do a chore and then we come back behind and Uh we redo or we correct, is that deflating to them? Is it almost like, why am I even doing this for my mother if she's just going to correct it? Sure. I almost think we sometimes make mountains out of molehills. Well, and I think I feel that the most when my kids clean their room. So they know, and you know, this kind of makes me, I need to figure out what the balance is with this. Because when they clean their room, they clean it and then they tell me to come check it. And they know that I'm going to come check and I'm going to find at least one thing wrong. And then they fix it and they call me back and I'll probably find another thing wrong. And, you know, part of that is just how I grew up. You know, like when I was told to wash the car, like I remember specifically being in high school and I wanted to borrow my dad's expedition so I could take my friends to like a football game or something. And he said, you can borrow it, but you have to clean it. So I went and I cleaned it. I mean, I was so proud of how good a job I did. And he came out and he found all these things wrong. And I was like, dang. So I worked on it again, you know, and he came back out and he found more things. And I remember at the time, honestly, being like on the verge of tears. I was so frustrated. and I was mad at him. Yes. But I'm going to be real with you that I, I, I'm thankful for the character that that instilled in me to like, you know, Make do things right. Yes. But I there's there has to be a balance there because we don't want to beat our kids down. We want to teach them like how to do hard work and how to do things correctly, but we yeah, we don't want to make them feel defeated. Yeah, and I was thinking about that just as an adult, even at work or other things that I do, if I put my heart and soul into something and I maybe just have a different way of doing it, it's deflating to me mm-hmm. when somebody comes back behind and goes, No, I really wanted it this way. Well, and especially if they don't even recognize, if there's not even that moment of like, oh my goodness, you did a good job. This is really good. I didn't real, I didn't think of it this way or I wouldn't have done it. You know, where there's not even a moment of recognition when it's just like, oh, you did this wrong. Exactly. That for sure is the worst. I just wanted to sit on this idea for a moment because I think as moms, we have to know that our kids are not going to do things the same way we do. Right. And obviously, God has created them to be unique. It doesn't mean that they um, are doing a bad job. They're just maybe doing it different. Our kids are learning. They're growing. And honestly, their different perspective might be just what we as moms need to see things from a different way. Like the idea of making their bed. Okay. I make their bed different than they do. Sure. I'm pulling sheets tight. I'm uh-huh. tucking things in. Yeah. When my kids make the bed, it's it's definitely messier. For sure. Does that make it bad? Right. Or just different? No. And, you know, I think, gosh, we would drive ourselves crazy if we are constantly trying to do, have everything, every single part just right, you know? Exactly. And those are areas where I've had to let some things go, like what the insides of their drawers look like, you know, even though I go behind periodically like once a year reorganize all their drawers for the most part they are in in control of that yes you know how they're putting those things away how they make their bed some of those things I think sometimes what I do is I take things personal okay aren't personal okay so um chores we have a kid that does trash and a kid that does uh unloading the dishwasher same and so oh look at that okay mom's here you heard it here that's where you start trash and dishes Uh uh-huh But I know sometimes when they're doing their chore and I come back behind and they haven't done it the way that I like it, Uh I take it personal. 
like they are doing it on purpose to make okay, me mad. Okay, okay. And then my response is personal. Wow. And so I come at them with a really negative, almost mean-spirited, why did you do it this way? Sure. And I have to stop myself and go, I don't think that was their intention. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I mean, I remember being 12. I didn't want to take out the trash. No. So, yes, I pulled it out of the trash can. I threw it on the floor. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to put the trash bag back in it, so I probably did it wonky. Great. There was no malicious intent. I was just a kid. No, but everything you just said is exactly, that happens in our house too. I just, I take it personal. Sure. And I think that this sweet eight-year-old woke up that morning out to get me. Like, mom, watch it. I see what I'm going to do to you today. Do you think that's that kingdom of self rearing its ugly head? Yes. And I think as moms, we feel like we carry such a burden in our home because we are doing so many things that when we do offload something onto another person and they don't do it like we want, it's frustrating to us because we're like, if I had done it, I would have done it right. Right. But you know what? The goal is that you offloaded it, right? 100%. Gosh, that's so interesting. So um, just to refer to uh, Christina Garrett and I went live last night on Instagram and we'll put the link to that because that's on our IGTV. And she was talking about this very thing about how the family is a team and you need their support and you have to tell them, you know, she said that you say the words, I need help, but that that's not a period. That's a comma. I need you to do this. And then you tell them specifically what you need. You train them how to do it and you offload it. And then you are not taking that on anymore. Right. And just like you just said, it may not be exactly your way, but we need support. And it's foolish for us to keep trying to do all these things on our own when it's beneficial to the whole family, when everyone helps. Exactly. Exactly. And I think as moms, we cannot be martyrs in this regard. We cannot assume that I'm doing all the work because nobody wants to help me. Have you? offloaded it right have you given instructions and then have you let go yeah let go so Greg and I were talking this morning and he shared this verse this is how God works God starts stirring an idea in me and then it's like everybody I talk to Randa Johnson I mean I just it's all coming out dishwashers everywhere but he shared this verse and so I wanted to share it today it's from 2nd Corinthians oh Colossians I'm sorry Forgive me. The C's. Starts with a C. Trip me up. <laughs> Colossians 3.13, and this is the New Living Translation, and it says this in verse 12. says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Verse 13. Make allowance for each other's faults. Wow. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. That's good. It says, so God chose us to be the holy people he loves. So God chose us. And because we're chosen, we act different. We get this so wrong in our lives where we think we're earning God's choosing, but we're not. You're starting from a place of choosing. God already chose you. Therefore, your actions overflow out of that. But how many times do my kids earn my choosing by the way that they act? That's good. Because I respond differently when my kid does a chore the way I want. For sure. I praise them. I get excited. But if there's something that's not quite right, my reaction probably says to them, you should have done it better. Right. Which there's a place for that, mama. I'm not saying there's not. I'm just saying sometimes my default is to automatically find the negative. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 Okay. Number two, what should our response be because God chose us? It says we're supposed to be tenderhearted, merciful, kind, humble, gentle and patient Mm. like we always say in gather moms girl that'd be too much on your plate today so pick one yeah 
which which one is one thing that I'm like, you know what? I really could use some help in that area and ask God to work in us. And then my favorite part, it says make allowance for each other's faults. I love that. What do you think that means? Make allowance for each other's faults. Realize that other people are going to mess up and we need to make some room for that and just kind of plan that into what we're doing. Because if we don't, if we expect perfection out of others, we're going to be disappointed. They're going to be disappointed and it's going to cause a lot of friction. No one is going to get it right a hundred percent of the time. And we as moms, that's part of our job. Okay. That's part of my job is to know that my kids are going to mess it up. Yep. And guess what? That's why I'm there. I am there to help them. I am there to train, teach, guide. And if I am constantly making them fall into a mold that I have set, they're going to get frustrated. They're going to stop wanting to help. And then one day, honestly, they're going to remember the negative parts of chores instead of the positive. Yeah. And really, I think the goal of asking our kids to help us is to teach them just what you said, hard work, excellence, Uh serving, being generous. But I have to frame that for them in a way that it becomes something that they enjoy doing and not something that they're constantly looking back at going, I know my mom's just going to tell me what I did wrong. Right. That's not what I want for my kids. No. And I think when we, when this says it, it it wraps up this verse so appropriately. It says, remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. How much allowance has the Lord given me? Right. I mean, how many moms, we go to bed at night going, okay, I should have done that better. I shouldn't have said that. And every morning the Lord gives us new mercies because he knows we are human. We're going to fail. So why am I expecting perfection out of my kids when God does not expect perfection out of me? Gosh, that's so good. That's a good word for me. Like, this just hit me in the gut today. Yeah. Because I was thinking, um, we loaded the dishwasher last night, and I was like, they did it wrong. (laughs) Or I'll ask him to straighten the living room and fold the blankets. Uh-huh. They do not fold blankets. Uh-huh. Like I, they do not fluff pillows. Uh-huh. Like I fluff pillows. We just upgraded our boys to full beds from twin beds. Uh-huh. Bought them these nice comforters. I made it the first time. Has it looked like that again? No, of course Girl, not. no. Yeah. Listen, this is also just a side note funny. So my kids growing up don't sleep under sheets. Yeah. They just sleep under a blanket. Yeah. So with the new full bed, I actually put that top sheet on there. Uh-huh. I've had to teach my 12 and 15 year old how to sleep under a sheet. No, it's so funny because I'm in the same situation and my kids just don't like it. Like they, they don't like it. They, it's just bunched up at the end of the bed at night. Yes. So we've gone through different phases where like sometimes at night we just pull back the comforter and they just put a blanket on top of them and they sleep like that. Um, I mean, that's actually what Caleb does in his bed. He has like his soft blanket that he likes and he pulls back the comforter and that's what he sleeps under. Not a sheet. I don't know why I am so dead set on them sleeping under a sheet. I'm like, this is what normal people do. (laughs) You're going to get married one day and your wife's going to want to sleep under a sheet. I'm going to teach you how to sleep under a sheet. I, you know, that's so funny about kids because I don't remember being that way, but you know, I've actually talked to other moms. I think that's pretty common. Definitely common. Yeah. But then I'm like, you know what? If they're happy with their soft blanket, why am I making such a big deal? No, what's the big deal? Because then it's just something else to to fix, to put together when you're putting the bed together. Yes. Yes. I am so grateful for my kids and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to train them. And I just, I don't want it to become this. My mom's not going to be happy. My mom's going to be disappointed. I didn't do it her way. She's going to get frustrated. I want them to do something and be so proud that they helped and did it for me that they're excited to show me. Yes. And I do think that I err on the side of... (laughs) 
negativity. For sure. Yes. I want to do yeah. a better job. Well, it's so easy. It's so easy to see the thing out of place, to see the thing that got wrong. And, you know, just like we were talking about earlier, if we could just remember to say the positive thing first, to notice the good things first, there may still be room for correction, but we cannot just... It's not good for them. It's not good for us to just go in guns a blazing. And you did this wrong. You did this wrong. You did this wrong with so much exasperation and disappointment, you know, but instead remember that we're teaching and training them so we can recognize all the good things. And then, you know, if they need correction, we give it. If it's something we can let go, we let it go. Exactly. And I think for the time that we're filming this, it's right or airing this, it's right before summer. So moms, I know a lot of you are heading into summer going, oh my goodness, we're going to be in the house all day, all these chores. I want you just to start thinking now, what are some things I could offload onto my kids this summer? Yeah. Uh, Just like Kate and I talked about with the trash and the dishes. What are a couple chores that you could say to each kid? Okay, for the next week, this is what you're in charge of. And maybe take that time, like Kate talked about, and show them the right way yep. and give them some pointers. But then I really want to encourage you, Mom, to let go mm-hmm. and let that kid, at least for a few weeks, just do it. And then maybe a few weeks later, come back around and go, man, you're doing such a great job. Would you just change this one little thing for me? Yeah. Give them the opportunity to learn from that, but extend that that allowance to them that, you know what? How do you think this should be done? Can yeah. you help me do this here? Yeah. I think having a plan for your summer too, as far as, you know what, we can't be doing chores every day. Moms, please do not make the summer all about things being perfect. Yeah. Pick a day of the week. Uh-huh. Guys, this is going to be our chore day. And on this day, we're going to make beds and we're going to change sheets and we're going to take out trash. And then the other days, just enjoy your kids. Just Agree. enjoy. Agree. We have days of the week, you know, Sunday is laundry day. So everybody does their laundry. We go to bed Sunday night with the rooms picked up um, because sometimes our cleaner, we have a cleaner that may come on Tuesday. Oh, for those that have been listening for a while, we got cleaning help again. <laughs> Woo, the Hendersons oh are back in the cleanup. I'm so thankful. So let me tell you, I think I think our family leveled up in this area during the pandemic because I needed help and they were home. And so I had the chance to train them on some doing some new things in the house. Um, and also we didn't have a cleaner for a while. And so they had to learn how to do new things. And I can tell you moms from someone who has recently been there, it is worth the work. It is worth stopping down, pulling back and saying, okay, what could I teach my family members to do? How could we work together better as a team? Because I want to just kind of put a word out there that if you are feeling bitter, overwhelmed, exhausted, then that should serve as a warning sign to you that something needs to give, that we need to kind of get creative and think about this strategically because you should not be living that way all the time. And your family can support. They can work as a team, and you don't need to feel guilty about that. You need to feel good about it. It's the right way. I agree. As moms, yes, we love and we nurture our kids, but it's not our responsibility to do all the things for them. Yeah. We are growing them up to be um, contributing adults. That's right. And if you're raising a boy, you want him to be a godly husband that helps his wife. And if you're raising a girl, you want to be her a loving mother that helps train her children in the ways that they should go. So you can do this, mamas. You can take this time to teach them this. And from now on, when you load your dishwasher, you can remember that Rebecca Bradford is somewhere in the um, (laughs) earth reloading her dishwasher. Because if this is my one thing, people... This is the only thing I'm detailed and organized about. I'm going to embrace. I love okay? it. I love it. I think that's great. I think my one thing to take away today is just 
you know, I just hearing myself and us talk about this, that I need to make sure I'm giving praise more than I'm giving criticism because they're going to remember the criticism more than the praise. And so, you know, I want to say that it, that it was an education and I could be getting these numbers wrong. So if it's wrong, we'll put it in the show notes, but I want to say that it's, you need to say 10 positive things to every one negative thing. Whoa. Okay. Because just to help, help balance it out. I mean, think about how true that is in our own lives. It is. Somebody could say so many positive things to me, but the one criticism or negative thing is what's going to stick with me. So as I'm training my kids, as I'm releasing control, as I'm getting their support in the home, I need to make sure I'm recognizing their work, praising them more than I'm criticizing them. Girl, that's good. Okay, (laughs) so I'm going to start a checklist today because I haven't seen my kids yet. They've been at school, so I shall do 10 praiseworthy things this evening. Yeah, Moms, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. We love having you here. I hope you laughed with us. I hope you do a deep dive on dishwashers, girl. Check them out. See what's new. Be like, honey, let's go to Home Depot and look at dishwashers. Men actually like that. I mean, he might actually enjoy that. I think so. Hey, we also want to remind you that we have a Patreon now. You can support our podcast every month. Please, the finances that you give us go so long, so far, so big big in helping moms and reaching moms. And we want you to know that really we have seen so much growth in the podcast. God has blessed our listeners and the people that are listening. I think moms are using it as a way to reach out to friends that maybe need honestly just encouragement as a mom, but also a a spiritual connection for them to hear about God in a way that they really can go, okay, I want to be God's friend. I want to have a relationship with him. So thank you so much for considering uh, supporting us financially on our Patreon. Yes. So you can go to patreon.com slash gather moms and we'll also have that link in the show notes we have already had support coming in and it really means the world so thank you so much for taking the time to do that we love you mamas and we will be with you next time shout out